Welcome to Pirate Talk Radio, your podcast for Sea of Thieves news. There's always something to talk about, whether it be patch notes, whether it be bugs, whether it be exploits, whether it be cosmetics that personally I find beautiful, but ugly at the same time. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 55, and I am Davram. It is the 2nd of December as of this recording, and season 5 is here. Season 5 just launched. There's a lot of media that led up to it, a lot of hints, a lot of teasers, um, a, a dev deep dive. I watched it all. I looked at it all. I I read it all. And I uh, I had my initial thoughts on season five. And I wanted to keep an open mind. I kept telling everyone. I, I, when I was talking to Logan and when I was talking to other people, I kept telling them, I want to keep an open mind and see what it turns out to be. Now, we're not going to get too much into that because, again, today is just going to be the preview, right? Today it launched, so we got the patch notes and we got the the nitty-gritty, you know, details in text. But I haven't sat in the game yet. I, I worked all day. I haven't got to actually sit in the game. So today is going to be a preview. This episode will be a preview. And then as I get to play the game throughout the season, we can deep dive into some of these, these items more Uh, in depth. But today's just going to be a preview. What I've seen, what I've read, my thoughts on it. And then obviously as as episodes progress, we'll see if my thoughts change or they don't. Uh, But first, I want to wish everyone and hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. If you celebrate, hope it was safe. I hope you got to spend it uh, with loved ones. May it be your, your family, your friends, whoever it may be. Uh, mine was nice. I don't see my family very often due to distances, uh, which is why Pirate Talk Radio last uh, last time was a, a Thanksgiving episode because I had to record it earlier in the week, and it normally drops to the public on Saturday and and everyone else on on Thursday. Um, if or sorry, it drops to the public on Saturday and patrons um, on the patron site, uh, Patreon.com/slash/DavramTV. Self selfless plug there. Um, it, it drops on the 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 patron usually on on. Thursday night or uh, Friday morning, but because of the holiday, um, I had to push it back just so I could travel. So I appreciate everyone's patience on that. Again, a little bit of a of a of a distance between these last two episodes, but again, I wanted to wait until um, season season five hit. In fact, uh, on my Twitch stream, um, people were asking on on Monday, "When's the next Pirate Talk Radio?" And I said it'll be out on Saturday. Uh, there's a little delay, you know. So people have been wanting to listen to my. My uh, my thoughts of, of the season five preview, I, I even got some DMs that were like, do you even know what's coming in season five? And I'm like, well, I know of what has been released as far as the media. They're like, oh, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. So we're going to dive into that today. We're going to talk about the news. We're going to talk about the events. We're going to talk about the new emissary ledger rewards. 
Uh, we're going to talk about some of the pre-release media. And, of course, because it's a patch note, we've got the good, the bad, and the what the f- coming up later in the show for our patch notes. Um, but I want to I want to start by saying season four is now in our past. And, and I kind of always and I'm I, I, I don't know if I'm going to do a, a deep dive on season four and in the world of project managers, um, a postmortem, if you will, on season four, um, because in all honesty, it was bad. There were a lot of bugs and issues with the sink, sunken kingdom. There wasn't a lot of things to drive players to play uh, during that time. It was a lackluster season uh, in in so many ways. Um, the plunder pass, eh, I mean, eh, eh. Near Halloween, you know, they they came out with some cool um, Halloween cosmetics that were really sweet. Uh, but the plunder pass was meh. There was a couple things in there that were cool. Uh, the Emporium had a couple things, again, that were cool over the, the Halloween time. Um, all the jack-o'-lantern and weird fall color stuff wasn't my thing. Designed beautifully wasn't my thing. But overall, the, the feedback that I've got from other players and even myself was, I don't have any desire to to play Sea of Thieves right now. There was just nothing to, to push me into. Uh, that type of, of of adventure. We have so many games out there that are are so popular. Um, and again, I I am a one to two game person, right? I don't play a lot of different games. Uh, but New World launched, and and New World um, has been something I've been looking forward to. And quite frankly, even though New World has a lot more game breaking bugs than Sea of Thieves, it's new, it's fresh. There's stuff to do. And the things they are doing in that game is calling me and driving me to play, right? There are, there are daily and, and weekly, sometimes multiple times a week, large-scale events that you can take part, uh, part, part in, right? Invasions and wars um, where it's 50-on-50 type, uh, type deal. Challenging things, challenging dungeons to play with your friends. So there's a lot more in New World right now that's calling me to play. See if Thieves doesn't have that. See if Thieves hasn't had that for some time. Well, since a Pirate's Life. A Pirate's Life had stuff that really drawed me to play. At least till I got Pirate's Life done. And then, well, yeah. And so season four to me, though we had the Sunken Kingdom and though it was beautifully done, there were a lot of bugs with the Sunken Kingdom, a lot of issues with the Sunken Kingdom. And quite frankly, it was boring. You know, there's a lot of cool lore to learn, right? With all the books, the new books, there's a new curse to get if you got all the books. But overall, it was lackluster and boring. So there was nothing pulling me away from the other games. And because of that, because of that, I had an issue. I was not done with the Plunder Pass last night. And I knew I wasn't done with the Plunder Pass. And it's completely based on what I just said. It's completely my fault for not getting into the game and finishing my Plunder Pass early. But I had about, um, yesterday, I had about uh, 12 levels left to get done yesterday. Um, and I worked on it a little bit earlier in the day, did my my work shift. And going into the evening time, say about 7, 8 o'clock when I was able to log in again, um, I, I had, I had, I think, 10, no was about eight levels to go. 
Eight levels to go. And so I just did what I tried to do. I was hitting world events like crazy. You know, world event comes up, go do it, world event. And I was loot stacking, loot stacking, loot stacking, loot stacking, loot stacking, right? Because you turn it all in the end, you know, get the emissary value, get all that stuff. I was just, lo- I was trying to do as much stuff, kill as many skeletons, forts, fleets, flame hearts, whatever, fort of the damned. I did do a couple of those. And it was just trying to get through as much as I could before the timer ran out. And I started to get a little worried because the, the, the time started to tick away from me, right? I'm watching that time tick down and I'm watching the time tick up as far as me not being in bed. And I started to notice when I did a turn in, it wasn't, it was a massive loot haul. It was two, it was two forts worth of loot. And I noticed that not all the gold was, was happening when I was turning in the loot. And I noticed my emissary value wasn't triggering properly, but I'm like, I don't have time. I've got to keep going. I've got to keep going. And so I go back out and I start working on things again and I start knocking stuff out, killing skeletons, getting loot, digging up treasure, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I started to notice when I would open up the pirate log to view my season pass, it was stuck and it hadn't moved for like an hour. And now I'm talking it's 1 a.m., right? It's 1 a.m. and I'm at 98 98.75%, so almost 99 and it stops moving at about 1 a.m. And then I open it again a little bit later when I've killed another, uh, I killed a fort. And I notice that instead of seeing my progress, it says progress unavailable. And the website still said 99, 98.75% on the bar, I'm estimating. And it wasn't moving. And so I'm like, okay. I've kind of seen how much a fort gives me, fleets give me. So if I do about two more forts of loot stacking, I should be good. It should kick me over that last 1.25 levels. I go out, I do two more events, I get a nice loot stack, and when I turn it in, zero emissary credit, zero gold, zero doubloons, zero emissary value. Seasonal progress unavailable. I knew based on what I had seen in the previous hours that I had done enough, but it wasn't counting. I said, well, maybe it's just delayed. Maybe there's an issue. And then I thought back to the keelhole podcast and captain Logan. If you haven't listened to one of his most recent episodes, he goes through a very systemic long history of this that happens quite frequently in sea of thieves. And unfortunately nothing can be done about it. The player suffers and cannot get anything back about it. Now, again, I'm going to state 100%. This was my fault for late waiting to the last minute. There was no margin for error. And when we're talking about sea of thieves, there's a lot of error when there was no margin of error. If something broke, at that point, I, I had to get it done or I had to try to get it done. And it just didn't work. The server and the game failed me. 
But in the same regards, I'll take partial ownership there. Now, I should be able to trust that the game is going to work and that the game is going to show appropriate credit. But the history of Sea of Thieves says you can't trust the game. You can't trust the servers. And so the appropriate thing was I should have been working on this more frequently and not waiting to the last day to get 12 levels. So I ended the season at 98.75 out of 100, which sucks. It sucks. I paid for the plunder pass. I didn't get all my rewards. Of course, those rewards will roll into the game and I'll be able to get them eventually, but it sucks. I lost out on some of that value. But again, I take ownership and that I waited to the last minute. It just sucks that, again, another example that we cannot trust the Sea of Thieves there. And that's just how it goes. We cannot trust them. Every day that you log in, every single day that you log in and do whatever you do, from fishing to loot stacking, there is no guarantee, there is zero guarantee, none, that what you did is actually going to count and is actually going to matter. Most of the time it will. But on that one chance that you need to get something done for an event or, or whatever it is, it may not work. And that's just the reality of it. And that is just the reality of it. So that's how my season ended. I hope your all season ended much better, uh, much better than me. And, and again, I hope that we see significant improvements on that server stability piece. Um, so, you know, every couple weeks, every month, we're not seeing that tweet of if you logged in during this time and this time, we're giving you 50 K gold and uh, 30 doubloons because we're sorry, your data is unrecoverable and your time is lost. And it sucks because you just wasted your time doing whatever you were doing. And now you have to redo it. So there's my story for the end of season four. It sucks. I'm going to put ownership on me because I always take ownership for things, but please fix your servers. Please, for the love of all the sea monsters, fix your damn servers. Players should not be concerned about their progress when they play. They should not be concerned about the time spent when they play that it means nothing. That is beyond game-breaking. That is beyond game-breaking. That is, we don't value your time as a consumer. Because we don't care if you spend time in our game and you don't get anything. We don't care. We don't. That's, that's what it says, because it's been going on through just about this entire year, about every couple weeks, this happens. If it's happening that systemically, that means there's a lack of urgency on the side of the teams that repair it, and that needs to be fixed, and that needs to be addressed immediately. We, we choose, as players, to play a game. That is our relaxed time. We could be doing other things. We could be going out and getting another job. We could be going to the gym. We could be spending time with our friends and family. We could be playing other games. We could do a, an infinite amount of other, other things. But we are choosing to play your game. And your game better work and not waste our time. And right now, Sea of Thieves, for just about an entire year, has proven that when you play their game, you could be wasting your time. And that's just how it is. And there's no urgency to fix it. I'm sure if, if I talk to Joe Neat or 
or or Mike uh, Chapman, if I talked to one of those guys, I'm sure they would feel bad about it. I'm sure they would give me a sob story that it is a problem. They feel bad for players, et cetera, et cetera, and they're working on it. I'm sorry, guys. If you have bugs and issues that last three, six, 12 months, and they are not hammered out and fixed, you guys are not prioritizing your development time. I don't, I understand we've got developers that are in charge of art and we've got people in charge of music and we got people in charge of new stuff. We got infrastructure people. I get it. There's a lot of teams and it's, and, I, and when I say development or when I say roadmap, I don't mean, you know, this team should stop working or this team should stop working. What I'm saying is a priority on the team, which handles the issue, which is going three, six, 12 months, and it's causing issues for players. It is game breaking. It is experience breaking. Priority needs to be put on that period. End of story. End of story. If Microsoft had an issue, a bug with Microsoft office, where if you click the save button on your document and it says it saves, and then you close it and you find out you didn't save it. People are going to be up in arms about that because they could be typing out a doctorate thing, or they could be top typing out some sort of important documentation. And they trust that when they hit that save button, their document saves. And if it doesn't, and they lost all that work, shit will hit the fan. That is the same thing with Sea of Thieves. You are wasting our time because you are not effectively prioritizing the appropriate things to fix. You are instead giving us dice games, comfy beds, and rowboat cannons. And again, that might be two separate teams, but the vision from the public is Shit is broken and not fixy-fixy. That is what we, the players, see. We see you spoon-feeding us attempts to play Dungeons & Dragons in this game by adding dice. We see you putting damn beds in a sloop that didn't need to have a sloop bed. You are putting fireworks in. <coughs> you are having stupid-ass events like the Festival of Giving, which is dumb as hell and has always been dumb as hell. While your shit is still broken. And like I said, I don't care if it's two different teams. It's what does the public eye see? And the public eye see sees PR bullshit of, hey, new night, new dice game. Hey, new Emporium pet. Hey, this, hey, that. But all your shit's still broken. That's the problem. That's the problem. You can take gold leaf and put it all over a toilet. It's still not going to smell it. It's still not going to make it smell any better or look any better when someone digs a huge shit in it. It's still a toilet. There is still poo poo in there. It doesn't matter if you paint it pretty colors and put a glow in the dark rocket on the side of it and say, Hey, it's the party toilet. It still has shit in it. Clean up the shit, and then I will say it's a nice, clean, properly functioning toilet. But if there's still shit in there, 
It stinks and it's disgusting. Clean it out. I do not care about your glow-in-the-dark rocket party sales, party boat sales, whatever. I hope, by the way, I hope Sea of Thieves reached out. Man, Alex from Madrina should have freaking trademarked party boat because he has been doing on Twitch TV when he sails in the morning. He has party boats in the morning when he plays some really cool music and has a lot of fun with, with other Sea of Thieves partners. And what do they do? They bring out an actual party boat skin, and I believe it costs money or, or might be part of the plunder pass. I'm not sure. Now, either that is a cosmetic that's a nod to Alex's morning party, party boats as, as kind of like a partner perk, and I hope it is. But if they're just like, hey, I think that's a good idea that Alex does. Let's slap a glow-in-the-dark rocket on it and go for it. I'll have to look at the flavor text and reach out to Alex and ask him. But, Jesus. Your shit st- there's still shit all over the place, and you're painting glow-in-the-dark rockets on sales and saying, have a good time in your sloop bed. That's what I think of that. All right, let's move on to season five, even though the rant has already started with season five. Let's take a look at the upcoming events for season five. You've got a lot of them. You've got a lot of them. So get your pencil, paper, your Google calendar ready. There is a lot of events coming up. The festival of bullshit. I mean, the festival of not pirating. I mean, the festival of don't do it. I mean, the festival of this should have been deleted before it was conceived. The festival of why did it even get put on the idea board? The festival of this is not piracy in a pirate's game. The festival of this is not sea of thieves. The festival of giving comes up every year and it's the worst event that they do. Give your shit away in a game called Sea of Thieves. Yes, give your shit away. It has nothing to do with branding at all. It's horribly branded. It's horribly marketed. As far as Sea of Thieves and pirates, it's horrible. It is absolutely atrocious. And I've said this every year. It's dumb. Give your shit away and we'll give you rewards for it. Because that's what a thief does. God damn. Just rename the game Sea of Robin Hood. Steal from one person, give to another. There you go. Sea of Robin Hood. Now Festival of Giving makes sense. I'm going to be the little John of freaking Sea of Thieves. That's what I'm going to be. Got to find me a Robin Hood. Got to find me a Robin Hood. See, uh, Festival of Giving, December 13th through the 27th. Um, again, I don't believe any of the actual details of these uh, are out yet. This is just from the patch notes. You will have three rewards. You will have a bucket, a makeup, and a tattoo. Now, this next festival, this next event, I can get behind as a piratey event. And I screw up the name every time. Grob, grogmany. 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 Grog... Man, hey, hey, December 27th, so right after the Festival of Giving, to January 11th, you'll have the ability to earn makeup and tattoos. And quite frankly, I think this event sounds pretty cool when I was reading it. This event 
involves drinking yourself stupid and doing tasks while drunk. I invite all of you who are of a drinking age to take part of this in real life and make the game even more interesting where you drink and your pirate drinks and then you try to do all the tasks while your pirate's doing this and you're going, take part in the grog, be a true pirate. I'm telling you right now, that's going to be cool. Maybe I'll organize a, uh, a, a rare, not the company, a rare Davram drinking stream, and we will truly celebrate Grog Men Hey Hey, Grog Men Nay Nay, Grog Men Hey Hey Hey, on one of those days on stream. You'll be able to get a makeup and a tattoo from that. There's also upcoming Twitch drops. In fact, as of this recording, the Twitch drops, you patrons out there, you'll know about it now. Twitch drops start tomorrow, December 3rd, and go to December 6th. There will be a unique new Twilight Hunter item on each day. If you watch a partnered Sea of Thieves streamer, I believe it said partner. Um, I can't remember. They did open up uh, drops to everyone, but I believe um, I don't have it up in front of me. But anyways, you can see on Twitch if it says drops enabled, watch them. Um, you get the jacket on December 3rd. And if you're listening to this because you're not a patron, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, you're just going to be late to this. So I'm sorry. Don't blame me. You can always join the Patreon and get the information early. December 3rd will be the Twilight Hunter jacket. December 4th will be the Twilight Hunter belt. December 5th will be the Twilight Hunter eye patch. Uh, and December 6th is the Twilight Hunter hook. I can tell you right now, the jacket looks pretty sick. It's It's not my color palette and it's not my style for my pirate, but it looks sick. It looks sick. I, I like that jacket a lot. I like the jacket a lot. I, I think it looks good. The color combination uh, and everything looks really, really good. So there you go. Twitch drops December 3rd to December 6th. Uh, four new pieces of the Twilight Hunter uh, clothing set. Uh, we also have a turnover in the Emissary Ledgers. Uh, so those rewards that reset all the time. And I, I want to be very clear to folks out there who might not get a chance to play uh, as much as others and who might be behind on the Emissary Ledger. If you are behind on the Emissary Ledger rewards, that's fine. You will always have the opportunity to get them. Back in the day, you didn't. Back in the day, you missed them, they were gone, right? That, that's how they were. And, and they've changed it up, and it's a good change. It's a good change that they did. So now... You will work, when you're doing your emissary ledger for the month, you will get whatever one you're working currently on. So if you're two behind, you'll be working on those. And what you'll see when you open that, it'll show you the next one. So when you unlock the one you're working on, that one will slide out and the other one will slide in for the next month. So you can always play catch up. And so you're not going to be out. So make sure, don't stress yourself out over emissary ledgers. Pick one or two to work on per month, and eventually throughout, because the, 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 the rewards are season long. So they're three months long. You have three months to knock them out. So pick two um, at a time, and, and that will give you, you know, time to, to knock it out because there's there's five total uh, emissaries. You do two one month, two another month, and save Athena for last because it's the worst one to do. Uh, there you go. So the new rewards for this season, season five, 
Uh, Gold Hoarder, Merchant Alliance, Order of Souls, and Reaper Bones um, will receive the pistol and the cutlass. Uh, again, depending on which tier of the of the ladder you're on. If you're on the top tier, you get both. Uh, if you're not, you get one. Uh, and Athena, because Athena has already went through the weapon set, uh, they are now doing the ship set. Um, so it will be the hull and the figurehead um, for the Athena Legends. Uh, so again, Emissary Reward Ledgers uh, reset uh, for this month. So go get them. Go get them. And again, don't stress over them if you're behind. You can catch up. You can catch up. Focus on whichever one you like and looks cool first, and then move from there. No rush. No rush. Okay. So let's talk about the pre-release information. Again, I want to preface this by saying I have not played Season 5 yet at all. It just dropped today. So if I'm saying something based on my understanding from the media um, coverage that Sea of Thieves put out or from the patch notes. And it's not actually like that. You can send me an angry email. That's fine. I will ignore it. I will read it, but then I will realize that you're talking to someone who hasn't got to play season five yet and I will ignore it. Uh, so don't at me. So again, this is all my notes on the pre-release information and the patch notes. And I have not touched the, the season five. So Bear with me. If you've played season five, well, lucky you. I guess you don't have a day job like mine where I can't play it all the time. <clears throat> so let's let, let me let me start. No, we'll save that to the end. The title of this episode, I've determined it now, is going to be the season of no purpose. Dash Mike Chapman, because if you remember, if you watch the official Sea of Thieves podcast on YouTube or listen to it on a podcasting app or listen to my coverage of the the podcast when it came out, one thing that was called out and you might not have noticed it, but one thing I called out was when Mike Chapman was talking about season five, he said, we're going to be adding a lot of stuff, a lot of fun stuff that has no purpose and we want to see what players do with it. And immediately I was pissed off immediately. And you can, you can go back and listen to that episode. I was irritated because you don't come out to me after a season of bugs and crap and tell me that the next season is going to be a lot of cool, fun stuff with zero purpose. Don't come at me with that. That's not what I want to hear. So I was already turned off on season five then, but I tried to keep an open mind. So that's what this episode is, is referring to. But what I also want to say is I think Mike saying it has no purpose was completely wrong. You're all surprised I just said that, aren't you? Mike saying that season five was a lot of fun stuff that had no purpose. I think the use of no purpose is a completely incorrect statement. Y'all thought I was going to go somewhere else with it. So let's start off with one of these fun things that has no purpose. The dice game. You now have the ability in Sea of Thieves to play dice games. Roll D20s, D4s, D6s, whatever you want. Now, for some players out there, and here's the thing. 
If we look back at all the updates and all the releases that Sea of Thieves has ever done, there are the people on one side who hate it. There are the people on the other side who love it. And then there's everyone else in the middle who is the majority of the player base. It's just like PvPVE. You have the PvP players on this side, you have the PvE players on this side, and the majority of the player base falls somewhere in that gray area, right? So when one person complains and the other person complains, usually what the audience is, is the middle, right? It's the middle. Do these dice games have anything to do with PvP? No, PvP players are going to hate this. Do these dice games have anything to do with PvE? Absolutely. You can have a lot of fun with that. Even PvP players can have a lot of fun with that. It just doesn't have anything to do with killing someone. But think about the possibilities here. Keep in mind, keep in mind, Sea of Thieves is a PvPVE sandbox adventure game. Sandbox is the critical thing here, right? Minecraft is a sandbox game. What does that mean? Well, sandbox is... As a kid, you got in a sandbox, and if you lived in my neighborhood, you had to take the tarp off first because if not, the cats pooped in it, and then you had to shovel out the landmines before you wanted to play in the sandbox. But it was a blank slate. You got in the sandbox, and it was a blank slate, and you could create whatever you want. You wanted to create a castle? Create a castle. You wanted to create a lake? Create a lake. You wanted to build something crazy? Build something crazy. You wanted to dig a hole and sit in it? Dig a hole and sit in it. The sandbox was your place as a kid to do whatever you wanted. Let your imagination run wild. And Sea of Thieves has always tried to do that and giving us a tools, not rules approach to their development in a way to give us things to allow us to use them in creative and fun way. Now, Mike says it's a lot of fun stuff that has no purpose. And I disagree. The purpose of these things, such as the dice game, is to really emphasize and push that sandbox. Really get your brain juices going. Come up with something cool. I saw on Twitter when they, they talked about dropping this dice the, the dice game, how much it would be cool to see a whole bunch of pirates get together live on stream and act out role play and actually do a Dungeons and Dragons campaign inside Sea of Thieves. How cool is that? I'd watch it. I know some people who are listening right now would say that's stupid, boring, and childish. I would watch the shit out of that. If they had a D&D campaign based on the world of Sea of Thieves and they had to roll dice to choose it, you know, oh, you wish to pick up a cutlass. Roll dice. Nope. Can't pick up a cutlass, so you can't use that weapon. Oh, I want to pick up a blunderbutt or a pistol because I, I I might encounter keg skeletons. Rolls dice. Nope. I have to walk in with only blunder bombs. Like things like that, where you've got you turn people into classes. Like maybe one person's the healer, and their job is to always have food, carry around a crate of food everywhere. Like the creativity, the sandbox element of Sea of Thieves goes crazy with this. It's awesome, and I can't wait to see some really cool streams and can't wait to see some really cool things coming from the community of using this new tool with no rules attached to create something amazing in this sandbox world we have.
Is it something that I personally care about? No. It doesn't fix any of the issues I want to see fixed. But it gives players, that gray area of players, a new thing to play with and a new thing to create with and a new thing to build their story. If you don't like things in Sea of Thieves, I'm not talking about actual mechanical functional things. If you don't like Sea of Thieves, and a lot of people will say, well, Devram, you didn't like Season 4 because Sunken Temple was lame and sucks. You're right. I didn't like Season 4, but guess what? I was still playing it. Why? Because every time you log into Sea of Thieves, you are in charge of your story. You are the writer. You are the actor in the movie. You are the director of the movie. You tell your own story in this game. So when Mike says it's a season of fun with no purpose, I disagree with him wholeheartedly. This entire season, whether I'm going to rant about these things or not, it's taking Sea of Thieves back to where it originally began. A sandbox game where you are the writer, you are the main character, you are the movie director, you are the actor in your movie, and you get to tell your story. And now we've got some cool things to go along with that. Look at all the emotes out there that allow us to do that. Heck, there was a, a competition that they do, um, which I thought was always cool. I always watched it, where they had several streamers come into a, a tavern, and they had to use emotes to tell a story, a pirate story. It was fantastic to watch, and the creativity that came out of it. Had nothing to do with doing a fort or a fleet or a flame heart. Had nothing to do with hunting down a running reaper. Had nothing to do with PvP or PvE. It was literally multiple pirates in a tavern having fun by telling stories. That's amazing. That's amazing. And that's what Sea of Thieves is about. All right, let's move on to the next one. Sleeping in beds. Well, now I see why they added a bed to the sloop. God, could you imagine if season five came out and they add sleeping in beds, which regenerates health and the sloop didn't have a bed? Well, you know, I would be losing my damn mind. You know, I would be ranting and raving about how unfair that is to sloop players because I primarily play on a sloop. I just ranted about how stupid that bed is. Now I see what it's leading into. Well, they had to do it to make this particular feature fair. So all the be- all the, the boats have beds now. Your pirate can sleep in the bed, and while the pirate is asleep, uh, you regenerate health. So there you go. You can save your food while you're sailing between long distances and just sleep in the bed. Apparently, I also saw on Twitter... Uh, that the pirate while sleeping in the bed can also fart. If that is true, that is dumb. Though it's funny and adds something goofy to it, that is a waste of development time. See, here's what I'm talking about. I understand the uh, the role play aspect of having beds. I understand the health point regeneration of adding beds, even though I thought adding a bed to a sloop was stupid at the time. Now I see what it's leading into makes more sense now, but if you actually take time to design farting with the pirate again, I haven't logged in. I don't know if that's true. I just saw it on Twitter from a partner. 
If you actually took the time to design farting in a bed, that's a waste of resources. See, there is a certain line of, okay, this makes sense in the sandbox. Okay, this makes sense. And then you cross the line into stupid as hell. If your pirate actually farts, that was a waste of development time that could have been gone to something more important, like server stability, like hit registration, like those type of things. But that's a different team. I don't care. They're all developers. Get your shit together. Clean my toilet. All right. Next. Rowboat cannons. I don't think there's anything else I need to say about that. Rowboat cannons. I hope that I hope when you shoot something with them, it registers. I, I can't wait to see people be creative with them and add a second cannon to a sloop, add a third cannon to a brig, and add a fifth cannon to a galleon, even though you only have four people on a galleon, but it adds another cannon to the ship because it can be fired from the ship. So there you go. Rowboat cannons. You wanted a man of war, everyone. You wanted a bigger ship. You wanted the big, bad, like, 15 cannons aside a ship. Don't worry. We got you a new boat. Rowboat cannon. You're welcome. Fireworks. Again, um... As someone who's taken part um, for the past couple years uh, with the cutthroats uh, tradition of doing light up the night, uh, where we uh, basically spend an entire day uh, doing forts and stacking kegs, mega kegs, uh, Athena kegs, all the kegs in the world, and we build them around Plunder Valley, and uh, we all get together as a big community, um, and we record it uh, and put out a professional production on YouTube about it just to celebrate the cutthroat pirates. Uh, and we light up the night by starting a giant chain reaction of kegs to music. And it's fun. And it's fun. Is it, does it have a point as far as progressing in the game? No. Does it have a point as far as killing players? No. But again, we have the tools. There are no rules. And we created this. And it's fun. It's a fun community event to get together and do. Now... We can step up our game because now we have fireworks. So not only uh, can people take part by getting cannons together, we can also take part in getting fireworks and, and, and flares and setting up the ships in a way that when we film it, uh, people who are actually not taking part as far as lighting stuff up and are just there to enjoy can be shooting fireworks out of the cannon to add more effects to the video and the celebration. So again, it's a tool, has no rules. And there's a perfect example of what they can be used for players, you know, across the world on new year's, you know, new year's Eve at midnight, when it turns over to new year's day can now celebrate with their crew, with their friends, with their family, whoever plays sea of thieves with other pirates. I would love, I would honestly love to somehow have a, a admin camera and I, and I don't know how they would ever do this. It's probably impossible. But an admin camera recording on all servers right before the first time zone goes to midnight and record constantly till every time zone in the world hits midnight 
And I would like to see at midnight in these different time zones, because it's going to happen. It might not happen on all servers, but it's going to happen. Pirates and their crews on midnight will have those fireworks and whatever they're doing, they will stop and they're going to launch fireworks up in the air and take part in New Year's celebrations. A hundred percent. Guarantee you, we are going to see Reddit videos. We are going to see Twitter videos of people celebrating New Year's on the seas firing these cannons or firing these fireworks out of the cannons. Fantastic. It's a way to bring people together and have a good time. And if you're a PVP player out there and you're upset because, well, these are dumb. I can't kill people with them. You're not right there. Because if you read the patch notes, fireworks that hit obstacles extinguish before they explode. Okay, they're not going to blow up a ship. However, while fireworks do not damage ships, if used aggressively, a rogue spark could set a ship on fire. We have a new way to set ships on fire, ladies and gentlemen. Shoot a Sea of Thieves or rare-themed rocket at your opponent, and hopefully you catch them on fire. Save your firebombs. Use fireworks today. Uh, also, crews discovering firework crates, so not only will you be able to purchase them from the Merchant Alliance, you will also be able to find fireworks crates from wreckage, and you can return them to the Merchant Alliance for a reward or sell them to the Reaper Bones. So it's going to be another um, uh, a, a commodity for uh, the Merchant Alliance. It'll be something else you can sell. Uh, so again, something cool. Is it, is it game changing? Is it, is it whatever? No, it, but it takes us back to the root of Sea of Thieves, which is a sandbox game for you to create your own story. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. Uh, now I know people are going to think that I'm about to go off on the most ridiculous curse filled ra- rant in the world about this next piece, this next major feature. And I think you're going to be surprised. When I first heard this feature, and Captain Logan from the Keelhole podcast can attest, I went ballistic. When I say I went ballistic, I'm talking desk overturning, throwing China plates out the window, pissed off, ballistic and Logan had to sit there and listen to me. Well, read it as my fingers are typing a million miles a minute in discord. Burying your treasure. I went ballistic when I heard when we already have issues with reaper runners and people not change standing to fight. I went ballistic to find out that now players can bury their treasure and thus it's safe until they come back to it. Oh, how wrong I was. And I'm glad it was spelled out very detailed in the patch notes. And my mindset has completely changed. I think this is going to be a fun addition to Sea of Thieves. I think it's going to be an excellent, fun thing to do. And for players out there who maybe have a little time and then their time gets cut short or for whatever reason, your play session gets cut short with the last few minutes, bury your treasure, bury your treasure and take your, uh, take your papers to the, to the, to the board 
and put them up or give them to someone because you're still going to get rewarded when they dig it up. And even if they don't dig it up and it gets wasted, <clears throat> you're still going to get rewarded for, for burying it. So I think this is an excellent feature. And it's not a protection for your treasure forever. Because when you bury your treasure, you get a bundle of maps that have the X's for your treasure. And those are on your boat. They can be stolen. When you sink, they can float to the top. That treasure can be stolen from you. Again, if you bury it, whoever digs it up, you're still going to get um, your reputation. You're still going to get, I believe, emissary value. Uh, let me see here. Does it say uh, emissary value? It doesn't say anything about emissary value, but you will still get uh, reputation with the trading company. You will still get money and you will still get renowned. So bury your treasure if you run out of time. Or if if you want to, this is another sandbox example of where you get to create your own quests for other pirates. A lot of people are great creative people. And now this is your opportunity to create a treasure hunt for other pirates. Now, I know I've gotten messages from people about this specific thing saying, that's not piratey. How, how this isn't pirates. Pirates don't bury their treasure. And I'm like, no, real pirates didn't bury their treasure. Real pirates in the golden age of piracy, they didn't bury their treasure. That didn't happen. It didn't happen. There was no such thing as X marks a spot. There was no such thing as 10 paces this way, that way. It didn't happen. Pirates didn't bury their treasure in the, in, in the, in the real world piracy. But if you look at uh, fantasy, if you look at Pirates of the Caribbean, if you look at uh, uh, Muppet Treasured Island, if you look at Black Sails, if you look at any fantasy, non-real um, pirate, the stereotype is pirates bury their treasure. And they go dig up buried treasure. And yes, I harp on Sea of Thieves a lot about their issues with accuracy when it comes to the golden age of piracy. However, it's still a fantasy game and thus has fantasy elements. And if we're talking about a pirate game, I would say 90, let's say 95. I'll give intelligence, a little credit out there to the player base to you, all the player base, 95% of players out there probably don't realize that pirates, the actual real life pirates in the golden age of piracy didn't bury their treasure because their idea of pirates is Jack Sparrow. Their idea of pirates is Captain Flint and, and Rackham. Even though those are real people in the books, in the movies, they buried their treasure, but they didn't actually do it in real life. That's just, that's just the stereotype that the fantasy pirates have been given. So for Sea of Thieves to add this in here, and not only that, add it in and allow the players now another D&D &D reference to give players, other players, a map that they created. They put their mark on this game. They impacted the experience of another player by giving them something to work. Even if it could be super easy or super difficult, it doesn't matter. You just created an experience for another player. And for someone like me, a creator, or, or other people who enjoy doing that stuff, that's huge for them. That's massive. 
for players who are not into that, that's fine. You're not going to like it, whatever. Go sink someone, take their map. Go get a quest board, take the map. It doesn't matter. If you don't want to bury your treasure, don't bury your treasure. But for some people, this is a huge and important and even game-changing thing for them to do. It's cool. So if you thought I was going to rant and say it's a bad idea, you should have asked me before the patch notes because then I would have went off in a tent. Look, go over to Captain Logan's Twitter and ask him how bad I was flaming on this. Okay, ask him. He'll tell you. It was brutal. And he was trying to calm me down and say, it's not going to be like that. We need to trust it. It's going to be, don't worry. It's not, he's like trying to calm me down. Like, you know, I'm trying to fight someone. I'm like going up to Mike Chapman and going to punch him in the face. And he's trying to pull me back. No, it's okay. It's okay. You know, Mike, Mike kind of made a mistake with sunken kingdom. It's it's okay. He'll fix it. He'll get, just calm down back, back up. It's a, it's okay. Mike, he's just a little nuts. You know, that's kind of how it felt like, like freaking Logan was talking me off the edge there, which he's good about doing. He's much more level headed and calm and understanding than me. But after reading the notes, I think it's excellent. So let me, let me just, let me just hit some of these highlights. I, again, if you want to go see the whole notes, uh, the whole patch notes, I'll put the link in the description uh, box of the video and in the show notes uh, under the podcasting apps. So you'll be able to go check out the notes for yourself. Uh, but I just pulled out highlights of this. So buried treasure and quest boards. While many treasure items found across the seas can be buried, sneaky pirates might also choose to bury gunpowder barrels to create traps for whoever digs them up. Maps can be gifted to other crews. While the map equipped, use the secondary use button to offer the map. Should the other crew accept it, it will be removed from the quest radial and put in theirs. Now, since we know that this is now a feature, I'm going to be asking for the next piece, which this isn't in the patch notes. This is a me ask based on seeing what they just did here. Please allow us to hand over bottle quests to people and or delete things off of our quest radial. If we can give the quest to someone else for our treasure map, please let us manage the quest radial completely because I'm not going to lie. I pick up everything and I know it's a me problem, but I pick up everything. And sometimes my crest radial gets to like three, four pages deep and I'm never going to do it. And so I'm trying to find my vault key quest and it's on like page five. It's so difficult to keep tabbing over the damn thing. Just let me reorganize it or delete or cancel things out of that or give them away. I'll be a nice person. I'll come sink your boat. And when you float back up before I kill you again, I'll say, here's a bottle quest for a sunken thing over there that I'm not going to do. Go do it. I'll see you back in 20 minutes when I kill you and take what you do. It's a pirate's life. The quest board. So these are going to be at every outpost. When your cruise map um, is collected by other pirates, each treasure dug up will reward the original crew, so the crew who buried it, uh, with renown an equal company, uh, trading company reputation for each item discovered. Posting a map to a chest of legends? You're going to bury a chest of legends? 
Actually, I was playing with someone yesterday who said that's the first thing they're going to do. You'll still earn the same Athena's fortune reputation when discovered by another crew, along with bonus renown. Crews who have placed buried treasure maps on quest board are issued a small amount of renown and reputation for their efforts, even if the server shuts down or another crew retrieves a map and leaves the server or discards the map bundle. So if you bury your treasure, you will be rewarded if you put it on the quest board, regardless of, of, of the server shutting down or if another crew just fails to do it when they log out. That is, if the servers are stable enough and you actually get rewarded. I'm not bitter, I swear. I swear. I don't even like the Jacko pumpkin costume. I did want the Wanda Spyglass, though. So I think it's a, I think it's a great thing. Uh, so again, for some players, is this going to be a bunch of shit that has no purpose? Like Mike Chapman said, he didn't say shit. He's a nicer man than me. Yeah. For other players, is this going to be the best update they've had in their hands for a very long time? Yeah. And for the majority of the players, this update is is not really going to impact their playing experience. And in fact, it could and, and generally will probably improve it because they've got new toys to play with, more fun, more fun things to do when they're sailing between uh, their, their quest points. So Mike, I respectfully disagree. This update, this season, is not a season of no purpose. It's a season that's bringing Sea of Thieves back to its roots of being a sandbox game where you, the player, creates your own story. All right, the part you all have been waiting for and the part that everyone loves, and that is our patch notes, the good, the bad, and the what the... F Coming up this week, we actually have three goods from this patch. I know. I don't talk about goods very often, so here you go. I've got the goods. The first good, map clues discovered while on lost shipment voyages should no longer become blank after migrating to another server. Lost shipment map clues should no longer appear blank for players joining a session in progress. Lost Shipments is a great way to work on your, um, your Merchant Alliance, and for the longest time, migrating servers or joining a session where this is already in progress has been completely broken, and it is a game-breaking, player-negatively-experienced system that has been placed. So good on you, Rare, for fixing the Lost Shipment Voyages. The next two are one and the same, and I'm not bitter, I swear. That's why I put them under the good, and I should put them under the please God actually fix it. Number two on our good list, improvements have been made to server performance, reducing latency, lag spikes, rubber banding, and server connection during gameplay. Number three on the good, server stability has been improved, reducing scenarios where crews are removed from a game session. I hope whatever they did there and whatever they continue to do on these two, not only is it good, not only is it great, this is what they should be focusing on. This is what they 100% should be focusing on, and I hope they get to the, the bottom of stuff not counting when you're playing 
and they get that fixed too. But this is great. Anything focusing on server stability to allow the player to have an uninterrupted fun and just nice experience in your game should be what you're focused on. Not beds and sloops. Just saying. Are bad. And it was actually, to be honest, let me be clear. There's always a lot of things in these patch notes that I can put in this segment, the good, the bad, and what the. But I like to, sometimes I like to hit ones that are just so out of the world, right? Right, Good, right? Server stability. That's like, uh, good, duh, right? That's duh, right? The map clues for the lost shipments. For some people, that doesn't matter, but that's a good thing, right? For the bad, this is probably the first and only time that I'm going to, well, it's not going to be the only time because I can't say only, but this is probably the first time that I will ever criticize the Pirate Emporium. And here's why. The bad. Time-limited Captain Barbosa pet bundle is horrible, it's bad, it's awful. Because of one thing. Captain Barbosa does not have a dog. Captain Barbosa has the monkey Jack. But in the Captain Barbosa pet bundle, you receive the mutinous mutt instead of a monkey. Really? You took the time to make the Pirates of the Caribbean dog for Pirates of the Caribbean and Pirates Life, but you can't respect the great and amazing Hector Barbosa enough to actually put Jack the Monkey in. Bad. That's my bad. I don't criticize the art design and choices of the Pirate Emporium very much. I may say things aren't my style, but they're designed beautifully. This was a bad decision. If you're going to bring in Hector Barbosa, which you already did during a pirate's life for, for, for that. If you're going to bring in Hector Barbosa, do it properly. And that is not bringing in a dog for his bundle. That is giving him Jack the monkey period. End of story. Rare. You did a bad. And finally, what is it going to be? What is it going to be? What's it going to be? There's so many things he can choose from the good, the bad. And now what the f- while traveling through the tunnels of the damned on a sloop, the ghosts on the lower deck can now be seen using the comfy mattress. I, I can't help, but I can't help but see, see if thieves that you put that stupid comfy word back in there from our long rant a couple, couple weeks ago, When I was ranting about you guys should go play The Sims if you want to decorate, but now that word comfy is in there again, and we took precious development time that could be used for hit registration, it could be used for other major bugs and game-breaking things, it could have been used to fix the server so my freaking season pass and my gold and everything would have worked last night, but instead, we're taking time to make sure... That ghost that we cannot interact with and have no bearing in the game whatsoever can use the damn comfy couch, the mattress, whatever the hell it is, the stupid thing that you added to the sloop to set up the bed regen of season five, now ghosts can use it. Congratulations, and what the are you doing?
absolutely stupid. That that was just whoever sat in that meeting and wrote that on the whiteboard of this is what we should do. Oh, we've added the comfy bed to the sloop. Now we need to take precious development time to make sure the goats that that don't get interacted with during the tunnels of the damned can lay in the stupid bed. Look, I'll stop ranting about the comfy mattress when you stop slapping the word comfy in my face because I don't care about this damn mattress. Stop telling me. I'm pretty sure. I know for a fact there are people on the Sea of Thieves team who who, who listen or watch this show. I know it for a fact, okay? I know this because I they've told me, right? I know this. They've told me. And they enjoy my rants, okay? They enjoy my rants on this stuff. I'm pretty sure one of you went up to whoever's in charge of this stupid mattress and be like, hey, look, okay, let me let me play you this rant that this random fat ass from the U.S. put on his podcast about our mattress. Let, let me listen to it. And I was yelling about Comfy for a good 15 minutes. I'm pretty sure one of you developers who watches this said, look, we've got to get Davram on this, okay? We've got to make sure in this patch notes, we're, we're doing something stupid as is to do something pointless with our time to add ghosts to the couch, but make sure not only are we doing something pointless by allowing the ghosts in the, the freaking tunnels of the damned, which is just a, it's a loading screen. That's all it is. Let's make sure that they can lay down and interact with the bed. But but we can't just say mattress. We can't just say that. We have to say comfy mattress because that's going to trigger him. And did. It did. And then. And then and then and then. And then when the episode comes out, we can listen to what we triggered him about and listen to him yell about the Sims and the comfy mattress and how stupid it is. Let's make sure we get that in there so Davram has something to yell about. Whichever one of you developers out there did that, I expect an email and a thank you because I'm pretty sure you're laughing right now because job well done. You pissed me off. So there you go. The good, the bad, and the comfy, stupid mattress. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Of Pirate Talk Radio. If you haven't done so already, please come over to the Twitch channel. Twitch.tv slash Davram. All the money that I make on that channel goes directly to the Extra Life charity to help children pay for their health care. So any subs or bits that I get there goes to them. If you are interested in supporting any of my podcasts, this or my new podcast that I record live on Friday nights on Twitch for New World, the Eternum News Network, please do check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash TV. You do get access to my podcasts, especially this one, up to two days in advance. So you get the news and the notes before everyone else. You get to hear my rants about the stupid comfy mattress before everyone else. You're welcome. Also check out the Discord. Uh, all that information will be in the show notes uh, below. 
Guys, take care of yourselves. And during this holiday season, please be safe out there. Please make sure you go spend some time with your loved ones. Maybe not on the holiday, but the month of December is a long time. Please be safe out there. If you're in a place with bad roads and things like that, be safe and go see your loved ones. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you next week on the Comfy Mattress. I'm Son of a...